Hello everybody, this is Common Sense Christianity again. You know, it fascinates me on how Trinitarians, since they can't find any proof or evidence of a trinity in the gospel, that they will use a verse that's long determined to be a fabrication by the Catholic Church, right? You can go to Google, you can Google Bible, um, Bible.org, 1 John 5, 7, do some research on it. You know, that's why it's removed from later versions of the Bible. You know, not, not 1 John 5, 7 itself, but the comma used, you know. Uh, in the Bible, they, you know, if you look at the King James Version Bible, they have a statement in there that kind of alludes to the Trinity formula, right? Kind of alludes to the Trinity formula because it shows that there are three and they all bear record in heaven, and these three are one, right? So if you're told the Trinity is true, right, you could certainly use this verse to try and leverage and prove that the Trinity is true, right? Of course, you would have to be taught so beforehand, okay? You would have to be taught so beforehand that the Trinity consists of three persons who are co-equal and co-eternal, and all three of these persons are fully God, right? So let's go ahead and go through the King James Version translation of this. And this is 1 John 5, 7. So it says, For there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost, and these three are one. Okay? Now, I can say right off the, right off the bat that this is not a Trinitarian formula because, you know, the Father, His Word, and His Holy Spirit are one because they, they are the same person, right? The, it's the Father's Word and it's this Holy Spirit and they're all one because that's who God is, okay? So it really falls apart, you know, especially when you have just a single verse like this and it's later proven to be a Catholic Church forgery. I mean, even Trinitarian scholars will not use this verse now because it's a well-known forgery and that's why it's removed from later versions of the Bible. So, for instance, if we go to the RSV, it says, And the Spirit is the witness because the Spirit is truth. That's it for 1 John 5, 7, right? And then it goes on to say, um, Then it goes on to say that uh, There are three witnesses, the Spirit, the water, and the blood. And these three agree. Okay, now, now look, at this, look at this symbolism here, okay? Look at this symbolism here. There are three witnesses, the Spirit the water and the blood and these three agree really does water really agree is water a person okay is blood a person it's literally saying that they agree okay now remember Jewish people use a lot of symbolism and a lot of idioms and a lot of metaphorical statements okay so they're basically saying that you know in this verse, it's telling us that the spirit, the water, and the blood, you know, which was, which was with Christ, they agree that they show testimony. It's testimony of the, re, you know, the crucifixion and the resurrection, right? But they're not literally persons agreeing with each other, okay? Just like, you know, God's, the Father, His Word, and His Holy Spirit are all one, and they are in agreement, sure, because they're consistent. That's 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 part of the. The, the gospel message, okay? It doesn't mean that there's persons with another person. So, 
People need to read Galatians 1.8 and it talks about what happens to those people who add or take away, you know, people that teach a different gospel. Now, adding to the word of God like this is a manipulation and it's a, it's a forgery, okay? That's, that's not of God. If the Trinity was true, you wouldn't need to fabricate verses like 5 John 7 and push a lie, okay? Can you imagine not having enough confidence in what you believe to have to have somebody insert this into the 14th century? You know, there's a footnote in the NIV that, that, you know, basically says, does not exist in any Greek manuscripts before the 14th century. So, you know, what happened was, is because there wasn't any, any Trinitarian doctrine, right? They had to come up with some kind of way to, to push the, the, the Trinity narrative, okay? To have some type of something that had anything to do with a way that we could possibly make this look like a trinity okay a trinity a verse and ironically this is one of the verses that trinitarians will use to point to the trinity okay they will use this to point to the trinity because a lot of people are kjv only people you know they don't believe anything else is the word of god just the kjv well god and Jesus did not authorize the KJV, basically. What happened was, is the manuscripts were confiscated by the Catholic Church. You know, they were spread out the church. The early church was the united believers, okay? The body of Christ. Now, the, the Catholic Church came along and they confiscated all these manuscripts and basically took them and formulated the, the Bible as you see it today. And they put a twist on it in their own little belief system and they put a twist on it and repackaged it. Okay? So the gospel is true, but remember, the gospel is the message of the apostles. Not the KJV, not the RSV, not the ESV. And that's why I look at all the translations. I go to, as much as I can, to the Hebrew and the Greek manuscripts to look at what the words mean. So, you know, the, the pressure under the Catholic Church, uh, this guy, uh, was, was basically Hermasius. E-R-A-S, Erasmus, Erasmus is his name, I pronounced it wrong. So anyway, there was a lot of pressure from the Catholic Church, you know, and it, and it found its way into the third edition of Erasmus' Greek New Testament. After his first edition appeared, 1516, it was such a fervor over the absence of the comma, so it wasn't in his original writing, that Erasmus needed to defend himself. So he argued he didn't put it in the comma because he found no Greek manuscripts that included it, right? So he felt obligated to include the reading because they, they, they made basically showed manuscripts that, you know, they made stuff up that, that could, you know, Erasmus probably altered the text because of the economic concerns and he didn't want his reputation ruined. So basically he just went, and this is from Bible.org, okay? This is from a Trinitarian website. This is, you know, this is not something that I'm making up or, you know, uh, some type of rogue website. This is, you can read about it. This is Bible.org. Just Google Bible.org, 1 John 5, 7. You can read about it yourself. This is a huge blunder, okay? He found no manuscripts that supported it, but the Catholic Church was furious that he didn't include it. So he was found, you know, basically come up with something, you know, we'll find it in the manuscript. They showed something, but it was a later, you know, it was in the you know a later edition, but he didn't care. He's like, as long as it's in there somewhere, I'm gonna go ahead and put it in there. So he did, okay. But 
That's why it's not in later translations of the Bible. They know it's a forgery. It's a, it's a really bad excuse of, of, you know, the, the absence of the Trinity in the Bible, okay? There's such a stark absence of the Trinity in the Bible. No verses whatsoever. So now they got to use another riddle to try and toss it in there. And even the riddle doesn't pan out. Like I said, the Father, His Word, and His Holy Spirit are all one in their agreement because they're the same person. It doesn't have anything to do with three co-equal, co-eternal persons. You know? So what does that tell you when somebody is trying to make things up and ram it into Scripture? Who does that? Satan. Satan does that to confuse. He lies. He's the liar. He's the author of confusion. God is not the author of this confusion. When you have the truth, you don't need to make things up. You don't need to insert things into the into Scripture. Okay, And we were warned, like I've gone through in my other podcasts, that Paul and other people were talking that the gospel message was already being corrupted from within. Okay, Church fathers, leaders had gotten a hold of this, and they leveraged it and used it to gain power. Okay, you know, just like when they created hell from Gehenna. Now, hey, if you don't believe in our doctrine, you're going to suffer and you're going to burn for all eternity. Okay, you're going to be tortured. So naturally, this would put a lot of fear into people's minds. Oh my gosh, if I don't belong to the church or I don't do what they say, then I'm going to be I'm going to be tortured forever. Okay, so this was such a monstrosis, you know, monstrosity of an idea. But people were scared. They didn't want to be wrong. So, 1 John 5-7 is a well-known Catholic Church forgery. And people that continue to use it just either don't care or they're not knowledgeable enough about this. I've spoken to several Trinitarians who, when presented with the evidence, they shrug their shoulders and they go, well, I don't really care. There's other evidence of a Trinity. They, they don't go, really? Wow, that's kind of odd. Let me look into why that was fabricated. See, they're so into proving themselves right and showing themselves, they don't care. Even when the biggest verse that they use, you know, to, to prove the Trinity is found out to be a forgery, they don't care. They'll continue with the next verse, John 8, 58, right on down the line. Boom, 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 boom. The same canned verses they get off of the internet. So, common sense dictates that we don't need to fabricate verses if the Trinity is true. The theme of the Bible, the common thread of the Bible would be teaching the Trinity. The apostles would teach it. You know, don't you understand Jesus was God in the flesh and God is a Trinity? This is the part of the gospel message that we are to teach to all mankind, that God is a Trinity. Remember, it was such a big deal that this is the first commandment that our Lord, our God is one. Okay. Now, if God is one, it means three persons. This is this could be a salvation issue, okay? Because this is God's first commandment, and if we don't get this right, we're in disobedience against God. If we don't pursue it and actually use our common sense and reasoning and that little instinct that God gave us and say, "Eh, I know it doesn't make sense, but I'm going to follow this tradition," then we could we could be in some serious trouble, okay? So again, First John five seven, Christians. Do some research. Guess why it's not in any translations of the Bible, like the K, except for the KJV and then and the New King James Version Bible, and it's removed from later versions. It's because it was a well-known Catholic forgery. And again, you don't need to forge things if you have the truth. So once again, the Trinity rears its ugly head and exposes itself every single time. That's why 
when you have the simple truth, you don't need nonsense like this, right? God bless.